do 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 Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 79 of the Switch Mania Playcast. An episode where we might actually talk about the game we've been teasing? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, and it's a JP list so far episode. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if we can get him on the episode later. Oh my. Oh my. Craziness. <laughs> So what's been going on, Barry? What's been going on? It has been a very crazy week, and in a very good way. Uh, lots of emails, lots of conversations, lots of happy customers, which I, I personally love to see. I know the rest of the team does, too. Uh, just fantastic to see so many people completing these challenges and showing off. And just they really like that idea. You know, Jeff, yeah, hats off to you. You you came up with a real brilliant idea. And uh, Just because I'm crazy, Barry, doesn't mean... <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm crazy enough. To try stuff, but <laughs> that's a good thing, though. You know, sometimes yeah. you got to think outside the box. I mean, honestly, I just was a huge fan of patch chasing back in the day, and that's why we're doing it because it was a really cool thing, and apparently, still is. Um, the first patches will be going out this weekend. I've literally been waiting on uh, JP's cards to arrive because he wanted to do thank you cards, so I think they're supposed to arrive. We record Playcast now on Thursdays, everyone. So it's supposed to arrive Friday, according to JP. He hadn't sent me the, the shipping or the, the confirmation, but it's supposed to arrive Friday. Um, I did just get in the other thing that I ordered, which is a full sheet shipping labels. So in other words, um, we got a little widget because Barry does the customer service and literally adds all of the addresses to a manual spreadsheet. I found a way to export that to a Word document. Now I can print it onto this. So I don't have to hand write 100 freaking uh, shipping addresses and get carpal tunnel. So that's good. That's very good. <laughs> I don't want to get carpal tunnel, people. <laughs> now, so, um, yeah, the, the first uh, batch is going to go out next week. I think we have one international unboxing from Canada, which is ridiculous. It was awesome. Um, there was a quote. Which I, I loved. And he said, like, this is the best packaging I have ever seen. I was like, oh, that's cool. Right in the fields, people. Right in the fields. That was the best. Yeah, it was cool. Um, the other thing that I did was I spent the entire weekend reformatting the entire premium guide, Barry. Yeah, the little nuances. And you being the perfectionist you are, mm -hmm. you know, I hope people realize that they're getting... Like the creme de la creme guide, and you you spent a lot of hours making it that way for people. So let's see let's see if you know exactly why. Why, in your words, did I have to do it? Let's see if you get it right. <laughs> well, because you wanted the margins to look right, and so you had to reformat all the pages because it was just too small. So it wasn't the margins. It was actually when they printed the demo book, the proof. It was seven millimeters shorter than the deluxe case. So it's slightly short. The entire book is seven millimeters too short, which is very, very minute. But when you put both of those together into a slipcase, there would have been a little bit of space where it would have jumbled around. And that could possibly lead to damage of the book and things. So, and well, I took the book, I reformatted it, and somehow it jumbled every single page. Um, I even went back and tried it a couple different times, and there, so there was no way around it unless I literally like recreated a new one and like copy and pasted every single page. So instead, I went to every page 
and fixed all the imagery that got resized incorrectly. So Yeah, and that's a lot of work. Like Well people don't realize is that Eight Bit <laughs> Steve in Bucket Knight recreated entire level layouts for every single level of Bucket Knight and manually put every single pixel on every single level page. So there's a picture of the Bucket Knight, there's a picture of every enemy, every item, everything, all individual images. That just shows your dedication. I mean... Uh, Steve's dedication, too. Is he creative? It's yep. awesome. Um, we did talk, though, this week, Barry, um, and we both decided for the sake of our sanity... Um, that we're going to streamline uh, a robot named Fight. It's going to be a really awesome guide, uh, but we're not going to take one billion different combinations that a robot named Fight offers, and we're going to streamline it to an awesome uh, tips and tricks, best practices guide. We're going to go in depth on all the different weapon systems, how to get those, all that stuff. But we're we there's no way we could logistically like lay out every ma- level map layout and things within that game. Um. But we are going to get with the developers because in this case, or in Pigeon Dev's case, Anna didn't speak or read English. She's only Russian. Um, whereas Matt, for a robot named Fight, is perfect. So, yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be fun. Uh, Steve's already starting. I got to shoot him the new template, but he's already starting work on it for a robot named Fight. And the robots. It's going to look great. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um so we do have a special guest for all our listeners. Uh oh. Yeah. Hello. Oh. We have a magical have JP a popped up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hello. We were just talking about the madness of reformatting the guides, JP. Oh yeah. That must be fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's insane. And then we're talking about uh, working on the robot named Fight Guide, which which uh, Steve and I are are going to start very soon. As soon as I send them the formatting that week, this weekend it's starting. So it's been. Mm-hmm. It's been a craziness time, a crazy time. Patches are going out. It's going to be fun. Um, that's that's... Did the cards come in? No, your cards so did not should, come in. So they should definitely be there tomorrow then. Yeah. I hope. Next, yeah. yeah, they said Friday, so I always figure like it could be one day early, but if it, I think it was UPS or FedEx, so I guess when they say the date, it's pretty accurate. But it should <laughs> be there tomorrow, so that would be fun to see everybody getting their patches in. Yeah, everybody start getting them in, and it'll be... Craziness 101 again. Another okay. calm before the storm for Barry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's crazy how fast people are going to the challenges, though. Like, somebody in the morning will be like, just got this in, and then all of a sudden we see, completed the challenge. I'm like, wow, they're wasting no time. Well, because <laughs> a lot of times when you have something like that, you want to tackle it before you get distracted by something else. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's smart. I do have to apologize if I'm a little sluggish today because we ate a bunch of Mexican food for dinner. It was amazing. Yeah. But, like, I'm so full. And we ended up going afterward. My daughter wanted to go to – um, she wanted to go to the Dollar Tree. And I ended up going to GameStop first. Um, I found nothing I needed. But I did see my kiosk there, which was great. Um, <laughs> they got a new display in there, which is, like, a four quad pack. But um, but when we went to Dollar Tree, I saw some Switch items, guys. Really? At the yeah. Dollar Tree. They have yeah. Starlink figures for the Starlink oh, I, game. I heard about that. Yeah, so I picked up all the unique ones for a buck a piece. The wow. characters I already had, which I got from a GameStop sale for a dollar piece a long time ago. <laughs> um, but I didn't have the guns that were there. So I just, mm-hmm. they went straight to the box in my garage, which is pretty, pretty sad, but um, to the annex. You know, Starlink is such a great and underappreciated game. And 
I really hate that it didn't catch over well. Because, like, mm-hmm. I got all those figures at launch. I was like, oh, I'm going to support this. This looks like a lot of fun. And I did enjoy it. There's some little nuances, which which kind of sucks with the physical versus the... It's one one case where the physical is actually weaker than the digital. Mm-hmm. In the sense of when you, when you register a weapon or a ship with the physical, it registers so you can... You can actually play it like a digital, and you don't have to actually put the toys. But it doesn't save it for long, and like it eventually will, like it only keep it for a couple days. So like, oh, you can't borrow it all from your friend. It's like a safeguard. But that sucks because if you haven't played in a while and you don't feel like getting out all the toys and all the ships, now you have to because you don't have that stuff saved except for like the base ship. Mm-hmm. I have to play it for the playcast sometime, guys. Oh, yeah, I've so never fun. played it. Oh, I. I know I definitely fired it up and played through a couple levels, um, and then I put it away because it's a pain in the butt to have all the stuff out. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it was cool. Um, no, I meant I mentioned the annex. There was other something else I did in between going cross-eyed, doing all the premium guide editing. Um, yes, reformatted the way I display my Switch collection. Yes. We're a Switch Collector podcast. This is going to be an interesting one. So, actually, talking with our Steelbook mastermind, Erica, um, mm-hmm. she was talking about you know the backlog and everything, and I'm like, I have an idea what I'm going to do with my collection because I'm starting to fill up my Switch display, which I have my custom display that I have my rental games like mm-hmm. face forward, and I was starting to get not only past my games that I want to play, like my backlog, my top backlog games, but also my daughter's display because she has her own shelf. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to keep moving away London's games. So, I decided that I'm going to pull off every single game I haven't played. And I've played a lot though, surprisingly. But I have like three rows of games I've played. Now, everything went into the closet but I took everything out of all of the limited editions that I wanted to. So, like, all my soundtracks, because I have a soundtrack shelf on the other side of my collection. I put them all into a tote. I have giant totes, and they're in the garage. All my limited edition stuff. My daughter got all the squishies. So, mm-hmm. uh, my wife's like, you opened the Hollow Knight Plus? And I'm like, London wanted to play with it. She's sleeping with it now. She loves it then. Oh. So, of course, she can play with that. Um, she also has a Super Neptunia RPG. I actually quizzed uh, JP and Barry on a call this week. <laughs> Super Neptunia J- RPG, a little little squishy thing, a little squishy toy. Um, that came with that. I only um, do that because I gutted mine too. So I mean, that thing's funny. that thing's going for a lot of money now. But I got it on their website, the the mm-hmm. actual official website, super cheap, right yeah. before it went on stock. Um. But anyways, like I went through and and reformatted the collection. So I have like a um, one that has special reserve on it with some of their boxes out of the stupid packaging boxes that I had on my shelf. So now I actually have the art displayed, which looks cool. And that's combined with the first press slipcases because I love the first press slipcases. Those are cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a couple of the retro style boxes from Limited Run. Um, I got my Play Asia subset that that I have. Um, and then the rest are, um, I have a steelbook side too, of course, Barry. I know you love that. Um, <laughs> and then I have three shelves filled with games I haven't played. And I'm looking over and I'm like, I haven't played Hyperlight Drifter yet on the Switch. I haven't played Fairune. Um, there's, and I have them facing forward. And my only physical that I have, which is Retromania Wrestling, because they haven't set mm-hmm. the code yet. Um, but now I also have my backlog up. And my backlog shelf is, not only do I have seven, 
but I have two on the side. So I actually have nine games that I want to play from the backlog, which is stuff like Crash 4 that just came out and Hades. Um, which, I mean, some of these I will make recommendations on for the playcast. Um, but it all depends on what genre we want to do, too. Um, and then, yeah, I honestly, I think that's a, what do you think, Barry? Everyone talks about it. That's, that, that is one that I'd like to give a try to. Mm-hmm. Just the, what worries me is the roguelike stuff because there's me very too. few that, that get me. Like me Dead too. Cells, everyone was like, this is great. And after a few runs, I'm like, ah, and just doesn't do it for me. But like a game like Sundred, it was, that's also a roguelike Metroidvania and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So it depends on, for me, it depends on how much stuff carries over. I haven't really played much Sundered. Um, Dead Cells was all right. I did, it didn't hook me. Freaking Tumble Seed, we hated. That was real blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated that one. Um, I've heard Hades is amazing, but I mean, I mean, you know, for us, Robot Named Fight, that's probably my favorite roguelike. And I did a hint to somebody, you can cheese it on the Switch. You can actually break the roguelike style on the Switch. And you know how you do that? Let's give a, let's give a play cast first. You know how you, how you cheese Robot Named Fight on the Switch? As soon as you die, you just back, you hit the home button. It's, if you're fast enough, it's not going to save, and you just close out the application, and then it'll start in a room right before you die. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that very good little hint there. I have been doing it so many times. Um, and <laughs> if you, if but the other thing that's really cool, which is actually a feature that Matt put in the game, is that if you really, really like a game. A level that you do, um, you can save the seed. It's like an old school Nintendo password with a shit ton of characters. But mm. um, you can actually play that same seed and you can go through and like it's almost like restarting Super Metroid again, which is a pain. But you start and you still have the same layout of all the items, which is oh, cool. Okay. Um, so there's a couple ways to do that. Um, so interesting, but I did, I've been cheesing it because I found a really cool quote-unquote seed that I've enjoyed playing because I'm pretty powered up, and then I died, and I'm like, ugh! And it's usually me just moving a little too fast, getting a little yeah. overzealous, because it's, mm-hmm. Robot Name Fight is Super Metroid with no energy tanks. You only have one life bar, so it's a pain in the butt because energy tanks, when you're playing Super Metroid, it's like you're like a little bit of a bullet sponge, an enemy sponge. You can just kind of right. run through as you get more powerful. Whereas it takes a lot longer in Robot Named Fight to get powerful. So, uh, but I enjoy that when it comes to the roguelike. So I'm hoping Hades has more of that and less of some of the others. Um, just to put things into perspective, the other games that are over here on my backlog shelf, um, Blaster Master Zero 2, um, Crash 4, Dandara, Hades, that weird shoot 'em up game that has Japanese on the front title that starts with a K. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. It also came with a Famicom style box, the version oh, I got. From B Side Games? Yeah, and that silver yeah. slipcase that I don't yeah. like because it's just silver. <laughs> it's just like, um, but it's a shoot 'em up. I've been wanting to play it. Looks like Famicom style. Um, Mummy de- de- Remastered or Demastered? The Mummy. Um, Prenny 1 and 2. One that Radical Reggie recommended, Rem Leor Lawyer. Oh, yeah. That was one I almost played, too. Remy Lure. Yeah. Nicalis? Yeah, it's a Nicalis one, and Mm -hmm. Radical Reggie swears by it, so I might. And then there's one that's facing the wrong way that I can't see while I'm sitting here recording. (laughs) 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 But it's after the R's, so I don't know what it is, but it's there. Um, The other cool thing is, like, in my collection, though, at the bottom, there's still some space. So I have Ninja Warriors again and Wonder Boy facing outward, which is pretty cool. So I have some extra space. And now... 
here's the question because Barry was talking about in the collector section about filling gaps because I do read um, Discord sometimes. Um, <laughs> he's talking about filling the gaps. How long do you guys anticipate it'll take me? And you know the way I collect is different. How long is it going to take me to fill in these gaps and then all of a sudden start encroaching again on my shelf? Um, Six months. Yeah, you slowed down a little, but I definitely think it would just take a few months. So, so we got a few months. Is that like three? No, I'd be closer to. I'll say four. The four. The fifth. So Barry has six. You'll have four. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Because I'm not going to change the way I collect. So I mean, I'm still going to buy the games. It's not like I'm going to back. LJP said four. I'm gonna slow down even more. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still going to get the games because I literally um one of the the um. Members of the Facebook of a Facebook group was getting had to sell a lot of games to pay for Ryan or something, so I bought a crap ton from him. Oh, did you? So I got a bunch yeah. in from the backlog. And ironically, I did it while I was at a bookstore shopping with my wife, so I actually got like <laughs> three duplicates that I didn't need. Oh, um, oh no! I got a second yeah. copy of God Eater Three, which London and I now can play together because you have to have two right. copies of the game to play together. Um, so that was purposely done. But I got, like, another copy of Bioshock, another copy of a few other games. I'm like, oh, I didn't need these. <laughs> so, my for sale list has grown because I got a second copy of Hades as well because I somehow pre-ordered it from Amazon and Best Buy. Oh. So. That one, I think, is going to be hard to get sooner than later. Um, so it may I not mean, be a bad thing to hold on to that for now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in any hurry to sell things. It's just I do want to clear up space in my garage because now yeah. I just added another tote to it. I'm out of room. Yeah, I've been out of room for a while. (laughs) And then more games keep coming, and I got, like, three more games today, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I already, like, cleared off another set of shelves, and it's already (laughs) filling up with just, like, Japanese games now, and I'm like, when did I even get so many imports? JP, soon you're gonna turn like me, and you're gonna take all variants and put them in a box just for room, and you're gonna get everything and put it in a, you know, the actuals in a box for room. The only thing I took off my shelf were, like, the displays. So, for instance, the uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild expansion pass, they had uh, a sleeve made for GameStop, so I had that on there. I had all of my extra, um, uh, like, some other, like, uh, what was it? Red Out that never actually came out. No, actually, it did, it did come out. It did come out, but initially, I think it had just a like a sleeve from Game. Oh, so like your Fosicles, or well, not even real Fosicles because they weren't even real retail releases. They were just advertising pieces in mm. GameStop. So I had those, and then when I started filling up, I'm like, okay, I guess I should start taking these out. And that you know only took off like ten or so, but yeah, it's not slowing so down. Like now, that's now the we're... first thing to go off your collection next to be the Fosicles. <laughs> Now, I, I was thinking, I'm still thinking how to organize my games because I have them mostly alphabetical and then like a few of like the super rares all together because of the numbers. But I was debating for a while taking all the physical and putting it in its own section. Yeah. But even then, I'm just like, eh, it's still alphabetical when you look at it. There's no numbers on the spine. Hey, so it's not like. Just think if you did what I did, JP, you'd have like three games on the shelf and then. <laughs> I have played four games. <laughs> You've played actually Maybe quite five. a bit with Joshi, though, so that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you count all of the uh, Mario games, I've probably gone through those. And there's a number. Like, I'm surprised when I look at the shelf. I'm like, there's actually a number of games I played. Unfortunately, I could probably still fit just all the games I've ever played on one row out of like my 40 rows. So I'm like, uh, there's a lot I haven't played yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. And that's why like, I wanted to do that to pull them off to be like, all right, so now this is going to force me to, if I want to include them on the actual shelf, I got to play them. So I got to start getting rid of uh, my backlog. And if not, then it's like, all right, all these games I haven't played. I want to play Hyper Light Drifter again. I played it back in the day. I think it was on PS4 um, Mm -hmm. when I got it. 
So I want to play it. I want to play a lot of these games. Um, and that's why we're going to record and talk about Astral Chain today because we've got to move on to the next thing. I played a, played a lot of it, but I want to play more. <laughs> more games. More Astral games. Chain, it's worth completing. Mm, I bet it is, Barry, if I had all that time. If I had all that time. I have what time? And say, mm no, I mean, I could just stop all Premium Edition Games production so I can play Astral Chain. <laughs> no writing, no game production. All right, Astral Chain time. <laughs> That's what it would take. And it's like, no, I can't do it. I got to get shit done. <laughs> oh, sucks. Well, should we use that as a segue to just talk about Astral Chain? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can use it as a segue if you want to. Let's do it. Did you actually play it, Jake? Yes, we'll get into how much I played. Oh, oh okay. All right. Um, should I lay the wallpaper then? Lay the wallpaper. All right. Astral Chain is a 2019 action adventure hack and slash video game developed by Platinum Games and published by Nintendo <laughs> uh, for the Switch. Uh, it was directed by Takahisa Taura, who was previously lead game designer for Nier Automata, um, under the supervision of Devil May Cry and Bayonetta series creator Hideki. Kamaya and character designs from manga artist Masakuza Katsura. Um, it's set into this. Whoever's doing that, by the way, it's gonna annoy the listeners because it sounds like you're pressing the mic against your beard. Um, FYI, um, set in a dystopian future Earth, the game follows the events of a special police task force that protects remnants of humanity from interdimensional creatures and aberrations that invade the planet. With the story centering on the task force, two new twin recruits. Utilizing the titular Astral Chain, the twins restrain and tether the creatures, employing them in combat investigation, referring them as legions. The setting of the game draws heavy inspiration from various cyberpunk manga and anime, while the gameplay combines hack-and-slash combat with role-playing elements in investigative action-adventure sections. These segments revolve around heavily around simul- simultaneously controlling of two characters, the player, character twin, and their legion. So there we go. That is the craziness of the astral chain. Um, so I think JP should should start with how much he's played. For sure. So I probably played the least amount out of the three of us, but where I am is still very early on, so I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. But I obviously had my legion. I went into their world, and along with the rest of our task force, but their legions escaped their their astral chain. I guess you want to call it. Uh, kind of reverted back to their primal nature, and it was just myself and my legion that uh, kind of escaped together. So I got control of my legion again, um, and ultimately we had to leave that dimension, but I'm the only one really with a legion right now. Uh, so it should be very interesting to see where the story goes. According to Jeff and Barry, that's the prologue, really, so I'm mm-hmm. very early on in the game, but so far, I mean, I absolutely love it, and it took all of just the opening credits to just really know how good the game is going to be. Yeah, I don't think you've beaten the first chapter yet. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm taking it slow. I mean, in all honesty, though, JP, the, my first playthrough, I stopped uh, right there when it came to the um, first chapter piece. Mm-hmm. I stopped I stopped right there, and you go, once you get to the HQ, um, then you get like almost like a tutorial with a, cre- a crazy girl with a um, little doggy suit. 
And she's mm-hmm. like going, hi, here's all the stuff you can do. And she's showing you a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. And you can customize your character's colors. You can customize. This is where the RPG elements come in. You can start mm-hmm. taking your uh, Legion and adding things to it. And um, nice. it's really cool. And then I did move on to the next, a, a couple more chapters. Um, at the end of the chapter that I just finished, I got a second Legion that I had to rescue. Uh, it's one without Ooh. legs that shoots arrows. So you can like mm-hmm. swap between le- Legions on the fly and stuff. And there's wow. lots of Legions. Um, I do love fighting the Chimeras. Um, those are the, what they call the enemies, JP. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's there's some crazy boss fights. I fought this giant Cerberus. I fought this other big demon-looking thing. Reminded me a lot of the big hollows in Bleach, the anime Bleach, mm-hmm. yep. which was super cool to see. Um, I'm loving it, though. I really, like, Barry's not wrong. I want to complete the game. I just wish I had the mm-hmm. time to complete the game. Um, yep. It's going to go in my... Now I'm going to have to have to create another part of my collection where it's like the backlog of backlogs where I've played the game, but I want to play more of the game. Like, <laughs> secondary backlogs. That's gross. <laughs> but in reality, like, the, each level does take a while. So, like, I took a... That was one of my other mental pauses in between doing book editing over the weekend. I played that extra chapter um, on Sunday, and it t- it was a over an hour, maybe two. Like mm-hmm. it was the chapters are long, and the investigation part. If you don't go online and cheat, the investigation parts take took me a while. Like I was walking around, looking around, hitting, getting hints, um, playing little games with the kids where they're asking you questions and. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to talk to certain people in certain orders, find certain stuff around, do all of the looking around for prints and blood splatters and cutting these weird chains with your legion in order to progress the story. And it's all super interesting and it, it actually breaks up the gameplay because like a game like Bayonetta, it's like action, action, action. This right. one adds in the whole detective work part, which I thought yeah. was super well done. Um, now it was so long since I played the Parag that I had to like relearn how to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had to learn how to like run and jump, uh, with your Chimera and, or not with the Chimera, with the, um, Legion and be able to propel yourself, like doing some of the platforming spots. Um, but I had no issues with it. I definitely was playing it on casual for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, cause I wasn't trying to, to hardcore this one. Cause I just, I know if I play it on hardcore, I got to put in more time and I don't have the right. time. So, but yeah, it's, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I got this game for Christmas actually, cause I didn't buy it when it came out. I waited, I got it for Christmas for my brother-in-law and they got me, um, they got me Astral Chain, which was super cool. So uh, yeah. I definitely had to, had to play it. Yeah. I definitely recommend the, uh, in the very beginning, right after kind of like the intro gameplay, when you first go to the HQ. They're like, oh, go down to this guy and he'll teach you the mechanics. And I was like, okay, good, because I already fought with the Legion. And I'm like, I'm just kind of hacking and slashing. There must be more. But that's, and I normally skip anything with tutorials. I'm like, I'll just figure that out as I play. And that tutorial is so necessary to understand how to move the Legion around, how to like wrap people around with the Legion, how to kind of ricochet them off, like when you create the rope between you two. And I mean, I know that it's like, this is one of those games where I'm not going to play it right away just because we're so busy that I'm going to have to go back there to kind of relearn all the um, the movements again. But I'm glad they have that because I highly recommend I actually forgot it. about the tutorial. And, like, when I played the second time, though, I wasn't using – I was using my Super Nintendo 8-Bito hmm. controller, which wasn't as good 
as using a Joy-Con, which is unfortunate. Like, because Nintendo's really good about making the Joy-Con work a lot better than third-party controllers. It was the same thing that I had with uh, Mario 3D All-Stars. Playing Mario Sunshine with the third-party controllers was very inaccurate. And then I played with the Joy-Cons, I'm like, oh, now I can actually play the levels again. <laughs> what the hell? Yep. Like, so I, I couldn't do the rap, so it was weird. But now let's oh, hear the, let's hear from the master. Let's hear from Barry. <laughs> master. The master uh, of disaster. I did get, I did when was the last time you played it? <laughs> um, well, I, I went through... Uh, and I knew I was. It was something I wanted to tackle because I love platinum. I love Bayonetta, and uh, I was like, "All right, let's let's see how this was." And at first, it was a little difficult for me to to figure out the controls. And like like you mentioned, I went to the training area, and I was mm-hmm. like, "All right, let's go through this." And the whole police HQ very much reminds me of the Carrion Institute from Perfect Dark. Uh, it just like it had that type of uh, of setting. And it was like all these extra things to do and you get rewarded for doing the training and there was like the different shops and the different people to interact with. And it, it in itself became like a living environment, which I love. Like those, the characters are just, they're just, they're full of personality. Mm-hmm. And when I started, you know, going through the, the levels, going, the, the investigation scenes, I brought me back to like an L.A. noir kind of deal. It was just really well done. And that surprised me because I... I, that wasn't why I was playing the game. I was playing for the action. And the inside the Camaro worlds, it's action, but it's also platforming. And one of the weird things is, like, you can't jump. It's like a platforming game where you can't jump and you have to use a Camaro to, like, you mm-hmm. have to want the Camaro over and then pull yourself to where the Camaro is. And it was really interesting trying to figure out how to go about these, really, these 3D platforming levels this way. And, and as Jeff mentioned, you know, you get... <clears throat> multiple legions and eventually you get all of them and you have to fight them all which is really cool because they're they're all like puzzle centric boss battles and when you get them all it it kind of is a little confusing because you have to switch between them but it's not too bad and for me the settings in this game are amazing and you guys haven't even touched some of these fantastic settings of like a dystopian uh, area where you know it's like poverty and you know, they made their own little town it's like a shanty town kind of deal and you know different factories you have to go into and sewers and it's just every chapter is filled with these crazy characters and of course it's set like an anime so like some of the people who you think are good may not be good and some of the people you mm-hmm. think are bad may not be bad and it does get really crazy in a good way towards the end and I was happy to finish it, and there is one bonus chapter that I didn't do. Mm-hmm. The bonus, because the bonus chapter is pretty much here's like thirty or fifty missions that you can do, like small little snippet missions, and they're like mm-hmm. little minor objectives. And I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this right now. But it's nice added content for you if you really want to just master, you know, playing the game afterwards. But how many hours did you put into it? Mm, I'm trying. Maybe. Three. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking, I don't know exactly, so I'm going to yeah. say probably anywhere from 10 to 20, maybe. That's not bad. Yeah, that's a good line. Uh-uh. Not bad <laughs> it, at all. It, it, I did plan casual, um, yep. and it did, you know, it hooked me enough to want me to keep going, but it, because there's chapter breaks, mm-hmm. it was also nice because I could take a break and do other right. things. And I did, you know, I did focus on it, but I was able to, to take those breaks, and I definitely recommend that this game be played. I'm very happy to see Nintendo now owns the IP. 
Mm-hmm. So these are actually Nintendo characters, uh, which means if not in the DLC, I fully expect in the next Smash to have Akira there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's weird is that no matter who you pick, if you pick the guy, the, the, the female twin is named Akira, and mm-hmm. if you play the female, the guy's name is Akira. Oh. So they're both Akira, and you're you're whoever you are. So it's kind of weird in that sense. But uh, <laughs> I will yeah. say one thing is when I posted that I started playing the game, I'm actually surprised how many people have not played it and have wanted to. Like they knew the really? game came out, but honestly, it's weird being a Nintendo game, and I could be wrong. To me, this is like a hidden gem game. Like it just, I'm very surprised that. Not more people were talking about it. Um, more, not more people have played it, but it's on everybody's like backlog list. Like everybody wants to tackle it. They're always looking. I see people all the time like, oh, I'm hoping it drops in sale. It's always at full price. Um, or they can't find it. But it's just like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really surprised because I, I thought this game would have been, I don't know, more, more well received and more well played. But it's just like this game that's just out there that's amazing that not, Apparently not a lot of people have played yet. And it's polished. It's so oh yeah, beautiful, I mean, well done. Like uh, even like when the uh, the bad guys come in, like the name like slashes across the screen. I'm like, oh my god, this is exactly like an anime. Mm-hmm. And those are always the fun games because they tell a good story. They have the crazy, you know, the rough, tough guy. The you know, they have all the different personas, and like you can tell they take up. Like I think Jeff said, like they just take a lot of inspiration from so many different series and different styles, and the game works. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I still, to this day, will go back and just watch the opening mm-hmm. cutscene with the anime cutscene with the, the theme song, Savior, because it's such a good song. And just like, I know this is going to be like two minutes, I've seen it a hundred times, but it just, it like yeah. pumps me up. It's just so Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just love the, the very beginning when they, they get the Legion and they're, they're, they're taming him, so to be able to control him. That whole thing was just a movie, and I'm, I'm just watching, I'm just like, Where's the anime for this? Where is the motion picture movie? Because it's that good. And you're watching yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're watching it, but you're just like, I, I want more of this world already. And uh, it's good. I, gotta, I just just need to find time to play. That's the problem. Well, and I, I think I figured out, JP, the way that we could uh, create a second backlog. Yes. We, um, we got these 3D printed... Uh, things that go on the front of our switch docks and I'm going to keep the cartridge there mm-hmm. so I can just pop it in whenever I want to. There, okay. That game's sitting there um, as well as Mario 3D World that I've been going back mm-hmm. to. Uh, Pokemon Sword that I play with London every once in a while. Um, there's I've seen Tiro sitting over there. Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. Um, so I have a few games sitting over there and that, so that's, I think that's what I'm going to do with mine. Um, there's also mm-hmm. a game that Barry might've, might've played called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I don't know if he's heard oh, of that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I still I need to find played. a copy of Torno that's not expensive now, because I don't have that yet. Uh, you know, that's the other thing. Out of nowhere, I've seen more and more people in the last, like, few weeks going, has anyone seen this game? Has anyone seen that game? This game's starting to get more expensive. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I don't know what it is about year four. But there seems to be so many games going out of print and becoming hard to find almost overnight. And the minute I see one person talking about it in the Facebook group, I see another five people talking about it on Twitter. And then I start, you know, seeing people posting pictures of eBay prices. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know what it is. You know, I, I saw a few conversations and threads and whether it's... We had Josh. an episode on it. Yeah. Josh, he wants um, to talk about Josh, the game. Josh wants to talk about it. <laughs> he wants to show me his uh, nails that just got done. Kind of just painted his uh, toenails. But, um, no, so 
yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, I don't know if it's companies that are just printing less now or what it is, but games are starting to get harder to find, and it's just interesting which ones you know do that. And you mentioned Xenoblade Torn, and all of a sudden everybody's looking for it now. Well, that's also because of Smash Brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I've noticed that too. Games across the board are just skyrocketing in, in random intervals and you know, Switch Switch is no exception. I think COVID has an effect on it. I think they are yeah. printing less, and they're just trying to get them out and deciding, well, do they want, you know, more of a shipment? And who knows what's going to happen, you know, next week when Nintendo delists Mario 3D All-Stars. Is the physical yeah. not going to skyrocket now or something? Like, who knows? This is a crazy time. Well, and you it mentioned is. Astral Chain's like a hidden gem. The other game that I want to get that's in that realm is Damon X Machina because I have yeah. Joy-Cons for it. And I don't have, I didn't buy the game yet. Um, really? No, I I've been waiting. It. That's another good one. Yeah, there's that a, was on a, PC too, which is an interesting. It's you a, could probably go down the gamut of Switch stuff for over the past couple of years, and I don't have them because I didn't buy a whole lot of games. I went on, I went silent for a year or so, and I only got the top essential games and then stuff I could mm-hmm. find online because the limited stuff got so crazy that it took up all oh, my yeah. funds. So, I mean, now we're contributing to it, but. <laughs> Um, by the way, guys, um, what do you recommend for this? And then I got an actual segue to a news piece. Yes, yeah, so I 100% recommend playing Astral Chain. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a game that hits a lot of the right chords that just makes it enjoyable. And Barry's right. It's a little bit challenging, even for me, also with the, like, the dual character controls. But such a fun game. It really just hooks you in from the beginning. And from what I can tell, and you know, Barry and Jeff talked about, it doesn't let up. So it goes from just like zero to 60 very fast and stays there. And yeah, if you, it's still available. So find it and play it. Yeah, I'm going to echo that. Uh, I definitely think this is something that if you're even remotely interested in action games, if you've ever played a platinum game and said, wow, this is a lot of fun, or even like a Devil May Cry or something like that, I think you owe it to yourself. It is very unique. Like I said, the settings alone are worth it. Like, this one area, you go to a mall, and it's like this dystopian mall that's being, like, taken over, and you've got to explore it. And, like, it's just so cool how they make this this living world and, and the mystery, because there's a big mystery behind what's going on and why these chimeras are there. And it's it's absolutely worth seeing through the end. And like JP said, if you could find it while it's available, grab it. Nintendo owns the IP. We all know Nintendo doesn't drop the price of their games. Mm-hmm. So this one is probably not going to go down. Mm-hmm. And there's most likely going to be a sequel. And if there's a sequel, the, you know, the first one usually goes up. We've seen oh, yeah. it with other stuff, too. So I'd say grab it. Give it a shot. Uh, I don't know if there's a demo available, but I think it's definitely worth your time. Mm-hmm. This is a weird one, too, because there's about 19 awards it was nominated for. Um, oh, yeah. It won... Uh, original light mix score new IP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the one thing it won by the NAVGTR awards. I don't even know what that is. Um, but it won Nintendo Game of the Year for Edge uh, magazine. Nice. And then it got 10th place for Game of the Year. So it did win oh. Nintendo Game of the Year for ni- uh, 2019. Um, so that's cool. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's it's, a, it's an amazing game. I want to play more. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like... And we always said, you know, Premium has a five-year plan. It's now a four-year plan because a year went by. Um, <laughs> but that being said, like, once main job 
is done, then premium becomes main gig and I can play some games too. It'd be great. And then backlog starts to, to dwindle because I'm gonna be playing lots of stuff. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Kelly. Yeah, because this is this is definitely in the secondary backlog now. Pretty nice. awesome. So there's something that I caught in the news that I don't know if you guys caught, but you probably did because I'm not online. Um, <laughs> did you both know that uh, Myths of the Eastern Realm is available for Immortals Phoenix Rising, the newest first DLC update? No, no I did not. I, I saw something about it, but no like footage of it. Yeah, so somebody posted in one of the groups saying, are you going to play this tonight? And I'm like, oh, shh, crap. <laughs> I was like another game that we I put in a lot of time into, and I loved oh, yeah. it. I loved it. And I bought the gold. I want to play all the DLCs, and mm-hmm. just life gets in the way. Well, I mean, we got other games, and I'm looking at my backlog shelf, like my my must play shelf. Hades is looking at me now. You you already called him. You already called him out. He's staring at me. Um, yeah, and it's like, all right. Well, now we got a, we got Immortals on there, and we got Astral Chain. My daughter wants to play God Eater 3, which is not a short <laughs> game. And she has our save, which means I got to start a new save. Oh, boy. Yeah. God Eater 3 is another one that's like Astral Chain, by the way. Freaking awesome game. Love those games. The PSP originals were amazing. PSP, PSP, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, no, it was PSP. Yeah, they both PSP? Uh, one, the two. first one was. The second one was Vita, but yeah. only physical in Asia and I think Europe. And with the Switch has it physical too, I think. Mm-hmm. For two and three, and PS4 has it two and three as well. The Switch, uh, the Switch does the not. Switch have has two. three. Yeah, Switch it's has three. three. Yeah, yeah. PS4 mm-hmm. has both, and Vita has just two. That is both. the most video gamey one that London loves. Mm-hmm. So I just like, man, I got to play it with her. <laughs> yeah, this would be so cool. Put Joshi on. Yeah, I know. Hold on. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, classics. Um, here's a question. Is the Bubble Bobble in the North America variant rare? Well, there's two releases of Bubble Bobble and there's the Baron's Back release. Mm-hmm. I don't and then, know. And like, then my other question is, is it really worth buying the um, strictly limited Space Invaders Invincible Collection for $72 versus Space Invaders Forever by Inin, same company, um, for 30 the Space Invaders in it by in is only I think four games or five games, and the Invincible Collection from Strictly Limited is like nine or ten games or eleven games or something like that. So it just uh, has a few extra games. games. You're getting a lot of extra games, but they yeah. both contain like the big one, which is that uh, Space Invaders Cross something I think Arkanoid I think Arkanoid one. That's the one that I mainly want on the Space Invaders collection. So. I mean, I think I'm just going to buy Space Invaders forever right now since it's 30 bucks on Amazon. It's 45 bucks mm-hmm. at Walmart, but it's 30 bucks on Amazon. So I was like, well, let me just get that. Um, that's good enough because I don't want to pay $72 for Space Invaders. That's yeah. just me. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm, a lot. I'm looking right now just for Bubble Bobble. Oh, no. The Bubble don't... Bobble for Friends by itself, not the Baron one, incredibly rare now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I like, is that can. rare now? <laughs> yeah, overnight I had people start messaging me like, "Hey JP, do you know if I could find Bubble Bubble for friends, not the Baron one?" And I'm like, uh, "When did that? Like, what is not- the Baron one? The Baron is has all the updates on the co- on the cartridge. Also, oh, so, pe- more, so people want variants. Yeah, well, they want the original. Yeah, it's not that's variant, it's just ah. cartridge. So, what do you guys think about that? Collectors are wanting 
the first release versus mm-hmm. the updated one with more a more complete on cart release. What do you guys think yep. about that? That's I normal. Yeah, I think it's it's more of the collector mindset. First I want to I want to get them, um, and now you can. So I think a, a, a casual gamer would just opt for the better one, not well the upgraded one. They, I don't think they care as much. But the collectors, which is our circle, are now looking for older titles. I start seeing them looking for year one games that are starting to get hard. And now even like the Einan games, those are probably not printed a lot in North America because it's Walmart and Amazon. That's it. Um, and they even have an, an uh, store on Amazon, like their own dedicated store. Yeah, I was looking but I guarantee that. you their, old, their original games are going to start getting harder to get. Yeah, that's interesting. They also got a Turrican on there that I'm assuming yep. the Einan version of Turrican's different than the... It, it, it's less games. games. It's only like three or four, maybe, versus the... I think Turrican, didn't they split into two releases mm-hmm. first, strictly? So they have, like, all of them almost. So um, I do want to say that I greatly dislike that practice. Like, let's yeah. let's release another version of the same game with less games. Yeah, it's like even if you yeah. do a retail version where it's like the mm. just the the casual one, it's just like you obviously have the ability to put more games on the cartridge and you're keeping it exclusive to just a company and then you come out with a retail one that has three games, four games only. Uh, to me, that's just... I don't, know, I don't agree with that. It's also some weird practice too, like the in and doing the Darius stuff. Yep. And there's the, the new Darius collections out in Japan and Asia and it's the two games... But the strictly limited one has the Game Boy game as well added right. in. So that one is three games on the card, but only the strictly limited version. Right. I mean, it's yeah. a way for them to try to promote the strictly limited brand, but I think it's the wrong way. It's the wrong style. They're putting forth too much energy and too many yeah. resources into just reprinting for reprinting purposes. To me, I would take all those funds, all that energy, and have a new game get released that doesn't have a physical. I mean, that's what we're doing. <laughs> like we're- well, the, they did like the Bubble Bobble one because when it first came out, people complained that it was way too short. Like this is this is terrible, and people were complaining like strictly limited about it. And strictly limited is like, are oh, we're going to do something for you guys? We're gonna we're gonna make you know a better version later on, and then they just released it retail wise anyway. So mm-hmm. that was created due to people complaining that the game was just not worth the money. And that the Baron's back one is more content, so it's, it's well more worth your money, and that's why they the other one is out of print because they're like, why should we print the crappier one? Right. What's weird is when companies like Sega does Sonic Mania Plus and then prints Sonic Mania without the DLC after the fact. Right, <laughs> that's just bizarre. And especially when the game was thirty to begin with, that's like, well, we're going to make an economy version for twenty and take out the stuff. It's like, were people really complaining at thirty dollars? have everything. And then they bundled it with another game and with it's an still art- the economy. Well, they bundled it with the art book, a nice collector, you know, no, like no, a sleeve. Double pack. pack. Oh, I'm saying the Sonic they've done that one too, yeah. With the, the base game. Like, it's, it's, you feel like they're milking it for the wrong yeah. reasons. Mm. I think with Einan, what's interesting is it's one of the few companies that releases in every region. So Strictly Limited is really the Peggy version, if you want to say that. They have the Japanese releases, they have Asia releases, and they have US releases. And they're always all different, just a little bit. And it's just, I don't know, just keep it consistent. So odd. I mean, it's craziness. So at least, at we are least just the U.S. releases are called something different, like Space Invaders Forever versus... Yeah, a little bit. Turkin, what was it, Turkin Flashback? Yeah, <laughs> Turkin Flashback. Yeah. So interesting, if we're talking about news and now we're talking about imports, 
Did mm-hmm. you all see that the Neo Geo Pocket Color Volume 1 is getting a physical? Oh, uh, yeah. Why not? But here's the interesting thing, and this is where it, I, I'm proud to say I think it's my channel, but um, so I saw it go up at PlayAsia. I posted it on Twitter, and almost immediately, a company responded right underneath my tweet. So they replied to it, and they said, for all you U.S. collectors, I would hold off on buying this. Did you, anybody mm-hmm. see that? So yeah, that's can awesome. can I can I say it, Barry? <laughs> yeah, okay. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. <laughs> it was literally JP's limited run buddies. <laughs> yeah, I, and I thought it was funny, and all of a sudden, everyone was like, "Does this mean that you're bringing it?" It's like, yes, it obviously means that they're bringing it. And honestly, I'm not going to be surprised, and it hasn't been confirmed yet. But Pixel level probably do the Peggy version. Now, point, now I gotta say though, I did see that. I looked at the comments because it's always fun, uh, and yeah. they were trashing. All the commenters are like, so long, yeah. "I'm just gonna get it from them because I'm not gonna have to wait 17 years to get it, like 2033, or <laughs> or I, oh well, I want to get it all in one cartridge because Limited Run will probably just release right. each game individually on a cartridge. That's what I saw too. And again, that's another practice I greatly dislike is taking yeah. something that could go on one cartridge easily within the same collection or realm. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't know that that's unique um, games. It might all be on one pack. Like Which one. one? Like this one? Yeah. This... I mean, the Asia one, it's all those games that recently got released on the eShop as that collection. So it's going to be on one cartridge. Well, I'm saying it would be on one cartridge, but is it one icon? Oh, I... Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think, think so. the one on the eShop is one icon, and yeah. the inside the menu is where you choose. Yeah, so if it's one icon, then people are just hating because it'll be one release. It won't yeah. be multiple releases, but no, they're I jerks. What they're really That's referring just... to is like the Kemco games where, yeah. you know, we've seen the Japanese and the Asia have four of the RPGs on one release, and so far their PS4 games, their limited run, is just one game at a time yeah and i don't know if that's the developer that's deciding that or if it's them but um i think that's where the comments probably originated from now i would say now this is to the defense of the senpais um (laughs) um if the switch had the same amount of minimum as the ps4 I would beg to differ that I would push to do every single game individually because it would be cooler because you could just do a thousand copies and mm-hmm. boom, let's do, let's do individual ones of each one of those games. We do it affordable and we do it individually. screaming at you right now, Jeff. I know. <laughs> and it's fine. But because it's 5,000 minimum for the Switch, hell no. There's no way. We need to, we need to maximize efficiency because like our four pack for Vision Dev is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, mean, now here's a question. With this coming out, what yeah. do you think this is going to do to the Samurai Showdown 2 game or uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color release that was exclusive to Picks and Love's game as a physical? Because this is now included on yeah. this compilation. so It makes it not as interesting, of course. Do you think it's going to go up, though, again, like people going for that first release? Yeah, or do you think I, it's gonna go down? I think as a collector's soul, because it was the first Neo Geo Pocket Color to get the physical, and it's a standalone and is only available in a collector's edition, so it's got a lot of cool pieces to it, and I think, you know, it's going to be super it. expensive, but from my perspective, it's not as interesting now because this other thing exists. Right. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't yeah, take I that one out to play when I could play mm-hmm. a volume one collection with like, 30-something games or, or whatnot. Like, when you, when, you, when you buy that one now, do not open the Samurai Showdown one. There's no reason to. I don't... 
No, you know what? I probably did open it back then. I open mm-hmm. everything if I can. But yeah, I um, I think it's. I, I definitely think we're going to see an announcement sooner than later from Pix and Love saying that they're going to be doing the volume one through Peggy because it just looks like SNK has those relationships with LRG in the U.S. and then Pix and Love um in Europe and then they do obviously their own Asia release. But yeah, it's uh, it's coming, it's coming everywhere. But the question is, who gets it first? I still think it'll probably be the Asia one. Um, so I kept my pre-order on there. Um, but yeah, the other thing that's interesting is that on Play Asia, it said it would be available within a week, which I've never seen a game just pop up and hmm. all immediately be available. So either they haven't updated the page, or it really is going to be available yeah. very soon. But now I want to buy it. Now I want to buy soon because if you watch the trailer. That they mm-hmm. announced and said, like, sure they did soon. Like, they yep. knew right away, like, this was happening. Right. So. Damn, now <laughs> I want to buy it, guys. Damn you. <laughs> You're going to go for the Asian release? I- I'm waiting for the American because that's oh, my set. I will absolutely go for the Asian release because I don't have just an American set. I have everything. Yeah. I have games from all regions. Doesn't matter Be- to me as long as it's Asian is the Ninja Gaiden, you know, yep. trilogy for, and the PS4 now, too, as well. Both things. Yep. Um, nowhere else. Not, I don't know why that's not coming to the West. It's so weird. Um, yeah, you know what? I still wouldn't rule it out. I think it always could, but I, I do find that odd, especially since we've had as early as the original Xbox days, and it's been on so many consoles out in the West that why wouldn't this one do well on the Switch? Hey, but you know what? It's another Wii U port. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so true. here's a question. Which one's cooler to you guys then for Ninja Gaiden? The Japanese or the Asian? They both hey, support so English. English. The Japanese the Japanese one has less of a clean cover. It has that Zed um, art, but it has three cool pictures of all three games on it. I'd choose English cover over non-English cover any day of the week. I would, and if it's a different cover, I'll get both. Hmm. I am undecided, because I think the I'm front looks good. I'm looking through the list of the Neo Geo games. I'm so glad we're getting Metal Slug. But I will tell you, JP, that this yeah. absolutely, when we were talking about um, variant covers last week, I would say mm-hmm. this falls into the category where the, the Japanese color cover is also interesting, mm-hmm. because it, it does have new art on it. Um, it's not totally, because it's still the same background pi- picture on Ninja Gaiden, but it's still kind of cool. Oh, the three, yeah, you- yeah, it's, that's interesting. It's cool. I do like that. Um, I, I, I would say, though, English Spine is going to get me, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, damn. Killing me smalls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it comes out on June 10th, so we got a little now, bit of time. Now, here's the thing. If I go on PlayAsia right now, and we'll do another collector um, corner piece. If I buy Neo Geo Pocket Color Selection 1 and Ninja Gaiden Master Collection pre-order... I have to wait, right? You yes. wait till both are in hand. Boo. And, I'm just going to go on thing. one and PayPal. They don't hold your game. So if yep. one sells out while the other one's not in stock, you lose that first. <laughs> they say, sorry about your damn. Yeah, yeah, they do. I get emails all the time going, so sorry, uh, because of limited supply or whatever reason, they had to cancel. And then they give you the option, do you want to switch it to another region or get credit? And it's happened a few times. So now I just, I just buy everything individually. Really? Unless it's two things that come out the same day. If it's the same region, yes. If it's not, it'll be separate orders. Like, like I got the Ninja Gaiden, PS4, and Switch on the same order because they're coming. Yeah, together. that should be the same. But like they'll carry Peggy titles that I'll get sometimes that credit, but they won't come right away. Where it's a Japanese game that comes out on a Thursday, they'll probably have within the week because it's probably just a shorter shipping time for them. Um, but yeah, you get 
So you got to be wary of Jeff that they're not going to hold both of your game or the first game that's in stock. So just be mindful. That is, and if you don't pay that express shipping, you're just going on a oh. boat and you're going to get in two months as opposed to two days. Uh, I always upgrade. I've I've upgraded since the pandemic. And it's great. It ships on a Tuesday. You have it by like Thursday, Friday. And yeah. if you do the economy, it ships on Tuesday. You get it in three months. So yeah. <laughs> with no tracking. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think they can actually give you the tracking. They don't seem to Doesn't update do anything, it, but it, it's available. Yeah, it's very worthless. Yeah. But Here. I, it says and left I'm, for destination country a month and a half ago. Yay. <laughs> and I will say just a fun fact that I learned through one of our group members is that recently the Cotton Reboot game came out in Japan, and then it got an Asia release, and it's getting a strictly limited you know, release. But they on PlayAsia, they had a, an Asia version, which is supposed to be an English cover and whatnot. And what they really did is they put an Asian rating sticker over the Japanese rating. That was the only difference. So in that case, there's not, as far as I know, an actual Asia English cover. <laughs> What sucks also with a lot of those, even the Asian English covers, and the one I I go to is is Oninaki. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get that. It's clean. It's all in English. It looks nice. But when you open it up, the game card itself, the title is in Japanese. It's the Japanese card in there. That doesn't bother me. Versus the European one, which has a horrible USK on it. But when you open it up, the label of the game is actually in English, Oninaki. Right. To me, that's one of those things where if I can get both in English, I'm going to choose that over... So I have that horrible USK logo that's on there, but at least my card's in English. Right. And then you could do a hybrid thing. You could, of course, you know, have the best of both worlds. Buy you an can Asian Frankenstein and, uh, it? Frankenstein it if you really want to. That's just crazy talk. <laughs> Man, so the express shipping, just for listeners' awareness, goes from $5 oh, to yeah. $17.90. Yep. Oh, yeah. But, but the difference is, is two months versus two days. Yeah. So it's, oh it is my worth God. it. <laughs> and honestly, Guys like, are killing me, Smalls. Especially, especially when COVID started and things were getting yep. lost. I yeah. mean, Express is just a guarantee way that you're getting your game. Yeah. So, just, but you know what? It's crazy. If, if you don't buy too often and it's a game you really want, I'd highly recommend doing the Express shipping. If it's a game that you just want to have and you're not in a rush, it's like you can wait, you know, two months and it'll be a nice surprise because you'll just forget about it until it shows up. I do it for the peace of mind because there's mm-hmm. so many things that. You know, especially after COVID started, that were lost or gone by seas, or you know, uh, strictly limited ships by sea. So when you get a shipping notification from strictly right. limited, you're going to wait two months before you get that game. Yep. So don't even worry about it. Forget about it. It'll just magically show up. <laughs> but when when I had that problem and I had, I was a three month thing. I was waiting for for an order from PlayAsia, and I was contacting them. Is this lost? What's going on? And I finally tried Express, and it came in two days. I'm like, you know what? For that extra twelve bucks. That peace of mind for two or three months of worrying over that is even going to show up. It's worth twelve bucks. I don't, right. you know, I don't want to lose those years from worry or stress or wonder because you hear all the horror stories of lost and play is just sometimes it's tough to deal with when it's like, hey, this lost. Can you go there? We have to file claims and it's a lot of headaches. Like mm-hmm. losing packages is a lot of headaches. It's very true. Well, I, I have do a, have to I say have... that this is an interesting topic though for the uh, playcast just because of all the shipping and stuff like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's nasty though, and I really feel bad that we're in year five. Anybody who wants to try to start a complete yeah. collection now, because I just go on Play Asia, and it is intimidating just going on there with all the different versions. I'm like, do I have this? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have this. The liar, beggar, prince, liar, fo- frog, or whatever the game. Is. Like, I don't know if I have that. 
I don't think I do. But I don't know. And you think about it, though. But you think about it. Okay, so I look at that. Now I got to go on Google because I don't know which version is the best version. And yeah. People tell you. Hey, you know, before the Switch started, if someone said, JP, you're going to know exactly what games are going to support English, what games are coming on each region. I'd be like, yeah, I, I'm buying like the game at GameStop. Like that's my extensive, extensive knowledge. Yeah. And now it's like, when, it's no joke. Like on Play Asia, when you look at the coming soon pages for just the Switch, and you look at all regions, it ranges from 11 to 15 pages on any given day. Hey, hey, Barry, have. you know where you know where JP took that, right? I was trying to do a plug for Switch Collector, and JP's like, oh, it's, it's all about me. I just know. I just know. Hey, Don't whoa, whoa, whoa. screw the guy who's and, and, and us that were hmm. releasing a book series at Switchopedia on this very topic of Switch Collecting, JP. <laughs> Good job. Well, buddy. I'm saying if you want just, just to go talk to 15 JP. pages, you can. If you want to have a oh, comprehensive JP. book, <laughs> you still go to JP, so it really doesn't matter. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. Plug away. I <laughs> know. I just wanted to see if I could set you up, <laughs> and I did. Uh, no, we'll see. Uh, it's it's one of those things where a lot of sets, like prior to, like if you were going to go for a set, the rule of thumb is you wait till the last year that the system's out. You get what you really want to play, you know, at launch. But then afterwards, you go to GameStop and you go to garage sales and you find a bunch of games for a dollar. GameStop buy two get two free or whatever. Mm-hmm. You get. You could really rack up, especially when games I've had like the ten or twenty percent off used games. You you could do a killing, and that's that's how I did my Wii set, and I did a lot with other sets that way. Um, but that those days are gone. Like even yeah. going to GameStop, you're gonna find slim pickings. If you're gonna find them complete, good luck if you find them complete, and and you're they're not cheap. And games right now are just going up, and games that just came out are going up. And it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like you mentioned the Bubble Bobble. Like if you're mm-hmm. going for a full set, that game just came out last year. And it's mm-hmm. already, you know, a $100 game. You know, what, yeah. what the heck? <laughs> I'm starting to realize there are certain companies that when they release a game, if you're going for a full set, well, I guess if you're going for a full set, you'll probably get them close to when they come out, maybe. But if not, there are certain companies that you know, I just got to get that game on day one. Like the Koei games, you just have to buy right away at retail price. And they're normally $50, $60, but you wait on those, they all seem to go out of print and then skyrocket in price. I think the Einan games are another one. They're $30 when they come out, super affordable, but they have very low printing. And, you know, there's a few others like Nykalis also that will sell out of their game, and those will start going up. Um, and it's going to be starting to look at just the, the publishers. You know what? There's out. another one. Premium edition games. Get that right when it comes out. You don't want to wait. Absolutely. Well, I will say that um, our stock is getting lower and lower every day, guys. Like oh, yeah. it is, we're we're not sold out yet, but I mean, pretty soon, the only way to get Pigeon Dev is going to be the retro edition or the deluxe edition. Yeah. Right. And I will uh, say, you don't want to be the first person emailing going, "Do you have any copies left?" Right after we sell out, so get it now. Well, the other no. piece is is that a lot of people are already worried about the challenge patches, and I'm like, mm, yeah. those those are going to run out way sooner than the, yeah. than the games. Like they're. Like, I mean, I literally, today I bought more envelopes because I bought envelopes last weekend. I bought more and I sat there and I did another 120 stamps on envelopes. I got some self-adhesive ones this time so I don't have to lick the damn envelopes. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so I did that. um, And I have a premium edition game stamp with our address on it for the return so I don't have to handwrite those. And then I got to print all the addresses. So, 
I'll be doing that this weekend, and then I gotta get a roll of stamps, which is gonna be a pain, but fine. <laughs> um, no, it's it's absolutely this less, but we do have some that we are putting aside for people who are getting the retro and the premium mm-hmm. or the deluxe of uh, yeah. Pigeon Dev. So if you get that, oh my god, I'm not gonna get my 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 patch. You can still get your patch. We are taking that into account because we don't want people to right. miss out for supporting the bigger editions. That's right. You know, don't worry about that. Essentially, we did the same percentage that we have of how many games there are. That's the same percentage of patches we're setting aside for now. And then once we give people enough time, then it's fair game, everyone. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we do have some time, though, before the uh, retros and the deluxes arrive. Because as I mentioned, I was reformatting the Dagon book, which means it's still in printing. Um, then it has to ship. And uh, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time. So. <laughs> That being said, we have been going back and forth on the CDs today, and people like when we pull back the curtain, JP and Barry. So we had a history lesson from the packaging facility of some new freaking format that I've never heard of for music. And I'm like, they're like, well, you got to send it in this Diamond Dallas Page form. I saw DDP. I'm like, Diamond Dallas Page. And I was like, what the hell is DDP? Like, I don't know what this is. I'm not a musician. Um, I played music, but I don't know this format i've right. mp3s and wave files whatever and and then she just sends us a damn google link and i'm like okay that doesn't do me any good i'm like well what if the musician and the game developer only give us an mp3 what do we do and so i so i get hopefully somebody on the on the one of the listeners is like you guys are dumb ddp is this and you can just do this leave us a voicemail let us know or post in the discord chat on the, on the uh, switch may playcast channel let us know, because if there's an easy way to convert this stuff, because I know MP3s are compressed and they're not quote-unquote lossless format, which means there's a little bit of compression, a little bit of noise. I'm okay with that, because we just need to get the stuff on, on CDs, because that's what the musician gave us. <laughs> so, But that's the stuff that we're, we're learning. Um, the CD's going to be done well before, you know, it's not going to take long. We already, already have the proofs approved. So, uh, for all the art. But yeah, what was the one thing that was pretty funny this this last week? They said, oh, this doesn't fit. The disc doesn't fit. And I'm like, you gave me the the template. And they're like, here's the template. And it's a different template. And I'm like, you replied to the same email. If you look at the very beginning of this email, it has the template that you gave us that was different. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay. It, all I did was resize it and... It was fine, but I was like, I use Adobe Illustrator, so it's lossless when I resize. It's still perfect. Um, but I was like, just give us what you want us to use, people. This is the definition of insanity when it comes to publishing on the Switch. Is so many, there's so much misinformation out there, even with those that have been developing and publishing for so long, to the point where I think people have reached out to JP and go, well, how are you doing this? And we mm-hmm. ask Nintendo and then we do it. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. We just do everything because we want to do everything. It's oh, crazy. wow. So, just random news thing here. This is uh, Switch-related for Live tomorrow. news for Barry. Live news, yeah. This is this just came. Someone brought this to my attention. Because Bow and Wonderworld was a game I was so looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I me too. I played the demo, and I thought it was hot garbage. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, uh, the final boss is physically dangerous. Apparently, due to the graphics and effects that appear on screen, it could cause seizures. Hmm. Well, that's fun. 
Let's <laughs> dance like, with the devil in the pale moonlight, Barry. Let's do that's it. Great. <laughs> can we uh, can we do a video live, JP, on the playcast and record Barry playing the final boss live oh, for the playcast? Very mean. <laughs> <laughs> not even gonna get to it like the the game has to be patched so much for me to crack it open and play and I, it saddens me because i was so looking forward to playing that game i think i downloaded the demo i haven't had time to play because i played astral chain instead um do that for next next episode that i've heard cool. it's hit or miss which, which one the bell and wonder world demo Oh, the demo, yeah. Well, I just heard that it's hit or miss because if you enjoy old school Sega Saturn, um, like Knights in that style, they tried to mimic that and it's not modernized at all. So if you don't like retro style with the gameplay, it's like there was that one game we played for the Playcast where it did the tank controls from the PlayStation 1 era and we, we all hated it. Um, I think it might have been just JP and I at the time, actually, but it was that back in 1995 or whatever it was, and we just hated that game. And I think it's something like that, where if you enjoy that genre, mm-hmm. you would enjoy the game. Maybe that that's that's with stylistic choice. You're right; it is has that feel. But there's other choices that are not from that era. They're from the era of the Atari 2600 and 8 bit, where you had a controller which was a joystick and one button. So that one button was your lifeblood. Well, that's what Bow and Wonderworld be played on because every button does the same thing, even in the menus. Mm-hmm. It's one button. <laughs> that's it. it. Your character either jumps or they attack, but they can't do both. <laughs> in a platformer. Hmm. So I'm sorry. Knights, Knights was able to do those things. You know, Sega Saturn <laughs> games were able to do two things at once. <laughs> was it though? Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Saturn had more than than one button. It was able to do more than one thing. <laughs> you could do more in Super Mario than you can in Bound Wonder. True. I'm in Knights though itself, but, uh. <laughs> but you do yeah. more in Billy Hatcher than you can in Bound Wonder World. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we'll see though. Hopefully they patch her up then, and hopefully it'll be good. Cause I'll just hold off things. Right now it's sixty dollars. That means it'll be on sale soon. Square Enix. Uh, yeah, they tend. They yeah. tend to go on sale after after a little bit of time, so you can wait on that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting on everything. I mean, oh, there you it's, go. It's crazy. They might have they might have overproduced it, but they might have underproduced it after the reception. They even, well, they even had the uh, the special edition exclusive to their Square Enix store. Yeah, that's not going to sell out. It is sold out. Is it? Yeah, there's oh a wait God. list, and I, I think because the only thing I would want out of that is there's a feed like a full theater program book and i'm like that's a cool piece they said that the cd would be sold separately i think there may be a bag that's exclusive to that set so it's like two items exclusive to the set and then some of the items will be sold separately but i kind of want that theater program because i like those kind of things but i'm not going to spend all that like 140 bucks on that collection and you know that collection edition might be one of those that's worth more down the road because people Mm -hmm. are buying it for i think the majority of people who are buying it are going to buy it for collector's purposes only they're not going to pop it that open. kills it then right that kills it though because if people buy things to collect it it won't be collectible but if it if nobody bought it like an earthbound right. thing and then it's later it getting off if of they want to let go if yes. everyone decides to hold on to it for 10 years and there's none available and they start slowly start to pull out meh i can't wait till we're looking back on this episode as we're playing balan wonder world uh five so <laughs> be fun time. Well, I hope they can unf it. So, so I do want to say one thing to our listeners for that are outside the U.S. Because I don't know if we brought this up, but we recently partnered with somebody, and I think it's important to share that because it's in stock. 
We partner with somebody? Who do we who do we partner with? Who do we pardon? Bizarre no, Bazaar in the UK. So bizarre. it's a great retailer that, that carries a lot of games. They're a great uh, retailer for the import games. So like the Asia English copies they tend to carry. They carry US games, Peggy games, and they're carrying premium edition games. And they posted hmm. today, which I was really surprised because I, uh, I think we shipped it out just a few days ago. And it's already there. They took pictures. It's in stock in limited quantities. Um, but if you're in the UK, you now have a new option through Bazaar Bazaar to pick up our titles. And it's the full exact premium editions that we sell in the US. So you get the cool flip cover, you get the sleeves, the challenge cards. Uh, so make sure you grab your copy if you're outside the US. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not doing anything with Series 1 to differentiate between regions or anything crazy. Like right. We want everybody to have our stuff. It's cool seeing it. It's like, like they took a nice picture of the front and back of both games and like kind of like laid them out like a deck of cards and it's crazy just watching seeing our games you know all over the world now i mean i think my coolest thing that i saw this week was we had an unboxing from mm. canada that was super cool the first multilingual as he's talking he's literally translating from english to french and i thought that was fantastic he went into like great detail with every single item and just high praise, and it was very nice to, to see in here. The best yes. packaging and, I've ever seen. And ironically enough, he just posted underneath our Robot Name Fight uh, post that we did. Okay. And he's raising his hand in the gift because he's excited for Robot Name Fight. So that's what I, I love about this, is just that we're, we're building such a great community. And one thing that I, I love seeing are the emails from people who completed the challenges. Because it's not so much that they just email with the aura number and say, give me my patch. Almost every email I see is, love the idea, got me the play, this is so exciting, great job, guys, looking forward to the patch. And I like that. I mean, it's, it's so nice because we're building real relationships where it's not you just buy our game and the end. It's really, we're going to get to know you now. And we're going to know exactly that you're the guy that's going, to, or gal, that's going to be playing our game as soon as it comes out. And we're going to expect your email and your post. JP's like expecting your email. He's waiting for you. Well, we are. <laughs> there's, there's times where I'll do the emails in the morning, and someone's like, "Hey, I did Super Blood Hockey Challenge," <laughs> and then by evening when I check the email, it's like, "Hey, I did Pigeon Dem Challenge." Yeah. Like, wow, great job! You know, on the same day, congrats! That's awesome. <laughs> like, it's just awesome to see so many people just take to the games and, and just find the idea so refreshing to, you know, mm -hmm. instead of just shelving the game, like, "Oh, let me give this a try," and, yeah. and finding out. That they like it. Like a lot of people said, like, I wasn't even sure about Super Blood Hockey, but I decided to try and go for the patch. And I wound up really liking this game. Mm -hmm. And we did have another first this week. We had the first person complete all four games yeah. in Pigeon Dev. And I thought that was awesome. And I'm like, uh -oh. man, that should have been like a super challenge patch to complete all four. But I love it. I love that they, they played every single one, which means they got the full experience of this release. And that's all we could ask for. That but all, he beat all four games. <laughs> What's interesting is that they didn't submit one and then say, "Hey, I beat the others." They waited till they had all four done yep. to submit the picture. For that's the, uh, ridiculous, actually. Oh yeah, and I yeah. like it. I support yeah. it. <laughs> and I will say, uh, we've been posting. You know, Frank Frank the Tank has been posting about Robot Need Fight. I have never seen so many comments and. And uh, interactions with our uh, our messages on a, on a game 
to date, I mean, Robot Nephi is just going to be insane. It's common, so, people. Yeah, it's it's, it's common, so many, and it's common fast. So fun stuff. I mean, we're having so much fun with Super Blood Hockey and Pigeon Dev, and we're not rushing that. And it's going to be, I think, on people's minds for a while, because like I said, you're sending out the patches. People overseas, so in, in Europe and you know everywhere, are going to start getting the games in, I believe, this coming week um, from where it's shipped. So this is exciting. I mean, it's just been fun to watch and interact with. Now, I will say we kind of have a a little bit of a mentality uh, for those listeners. So you can get a little Switch Mania Playcast first for premium. Um, we really don't want to do any pre-orders for the next series until we until everybody has their games that they pre-ordered. That includes the Retro and the Deluxe. Mm-hmm. Like we we really don't want to get into that crazy thing where we just start, you know, getting into a pattern of there's a lot of games in the ether, and I mean that's kind of counterintuitive to what everybody else is doing. Yeah, we want everybody to feel because the other thing is when you move on, people feel left behind. Like, wait a second, you're already talking about new games, and I still haven't gotten Pigeon Dev because I decided to support your, you know, the higher quality. Right you know, uh, tears. And it's like, what about me? Like, no, we, we don't want anybody to be left behind. So it's important to know that we've got your back and we are going to make sure these get out there first. And but <laughs> I was going to say, and for those that did pre-order the Retro and the Deluxe and are patiently waiting, we're going to have something to show very soon. And it's going to be much sooner than later. So I think it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. really cool to see. What's that, JP? Okay, I guess I'll tell everybody. Barry's going to stop him. we got to have something for the direct, JP. You can't just let things out of direct. What's a direct? direct? Yeah. What direct? Uh, maybe we might have a direct soon. Who knows? Wait, what? A direct? Direct mini? We, we, did, we did one before. And, you know? We did one a long time ago. Yeah, I think we're it's almost time we do another one. <laughs> You're not going to be a cloud this time. No, <laughs> make sure that your character has a microphone. Barry or you can't the be a, visual, a visible picture. You got to be with the microphone. Oh no, oh. <laughs> that's not happening unless you're going to pay extra. Barry the cloud. I think you can draw a microphone. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying Barry the cloud. The shop face and the fingers pointing at stuff. I'm good. I got my animated character. Hey, my character has my vest, my cutoff yeah, jean does. jacket vest with patches that I will have uh-huh. at every convention that people will see me in. So, you will know me. <laughs> I definitely have a signature look. We, we, we gave little teasers in the playcast. We can't give everything away. <laughs> the, just the fact that they know something is coming and something's in the work is a good enough time. They I do. Mean, Robot Name Fight. Can't wait. I mean, I could say um, my one major hint would be there was one commenter that had a pretty keen eye on a, on a video that we posted. Mm, That'd yes. be about it. <laughs> we, we've, got, we've got lots of little hints thrown in there, and there have definitely been some some uh, and there, eye. Absolutely, that wasn't the only one that we put out there. Just yeah, it's, it's very important that you watch our videos that we post, read our interviews, because loose lips, everybody. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's cool, and um, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. So stay tuned. Exactly, it's freaking awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the thing, though, is we've just been having fun with it. We're gonna continue to have fun with it. Um, I mean, heck, I printed 
a for my Switch kiosk, I printed a new marquee and it has our titles on it. One of the titles we haven't announced, and so I can't show it off, people. Can't show it off. But one of the titles on there, we haven't shown off. And it's mm. really rad. Um, nice. Totally rad. Well, it's, it, I mean, I can't believe you were able to get Broom in the Night Sky on that marquee. That's mm-hmm. so awesome. It's such a good uh, witch oh, on there. Man. Such a good witch. Also, does everybody know there's a spelling error in Super Blood Hockey that makes it very funny? Uh-uh. Oh, because mm-hmm. someone just somebody completed another challenge while we're uh, while we're talking, and they have a rather destroyed genitals. Except it's not genitals; it's gen shields. And I don't know if that was on purpose from Lauren, but I just find it funny. <laughs> destroyed gen genitals. Gen I'm telling you, I I said this earlier, but our our uh, our social media pages are going to become not safe for work very soon. <laughs> I'm surprised we're not banned yet with all the uh, violence and uh, and brutal ways that people oh. are just destroying their characters. I mean, I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm waiting for the cops to show up because they're going to check my email and I keep congratulating people on murdering others. Oh, yeah. You know? Somebody <laughs> was like, are you happy that I did this premonition? And, and I responded, I was like, we are pleased. <laughs> we are pleased. Although, although I will say, looking at, at the screen now and all the people in, in the ranks, I fully expect to see premonition games in the stands in this next game. Uh-oh. I want us to be cheering everybody on. <laughs> That's so funny. I love I love seeing people's posts. It's just it's so fun. Vinny uh, gingerbread destroyed genitals. Okay. <laughs> so after your uh, genitals were destroyed, uh, what do you do now? <laughs> you play pigeon dev. You play pigeon dev. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I think that about wraps up this episode. Uh, we are trying to record more frequently, listeners. So um, yeah. That way, we're not going to do super seven-hour-long epic episodes. But, um, you know, uh, we are going to start hacking away at Hades. That's, I think that's a good game for us to play. Um, unless you want to do Immortals. I mean, I'm okay with that. Um, but You can do a follow-up to Immortals, or whatever you want. You pick. Hmm, what do you think, JP? What was the trick? Hades? Hades or the DLC for Immortals? Hmm. See... I don't know. They're both interesting. Like Hades, I, I just heard so many good things about that. Like I kind of really want to experience it, and I think it'd be a, a fun episode just because everybody's playing Hades right now. But Immortals, I really love, and I put forty hours into it, and I've been waiting for the DLC. I don't know. Hey JP, mm. just just a question before we we end the episode. Uh, yeah. How close is the microphone to your body right now? Not close at all. Because every time you talk, it sounds like you're sucking. I'm going. <laughs> Every time you talk, the whole time, the whole episode, people are going to notice it, and they're going to be like, what the heck is going on? And now, if they listen to the end, they're going to be like, attention. oh, now I, it's perfect. I have, I have headphones <laughs> on, and I've been holding my phone. And now it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the whole hour and a half. <laughs> you do realize I haven't moved in the hour and a half, except when I had to get up, put Joshy back to bed. Oh, I know, but it was so close to your body that it was like a suction cup. I mentioned it while I was reading the astral chain. I said oh, it in I the know. middle, and I was like, it, it was JP, everyone. It was JP. All right, so have you figured out what game now that I've sidetracked you completely? No, I'm not torn. <laughs> I'm going to play the games that we need to play for premium. That's what I have time for. Yeah. Um, let's do Hades for the Playcast, because um, that is on my shelf. Um, that way I can move a new game into my collection, whether it go up into the top games or down into just the awesome games, because I buy, I handpick everything anyways. So I only 
pick what I like nowadays. Um, so I think that Hades will be a good one because that won a lot of Game of the Year nominations last year, and we didn't get to really play it. So it sounds like a new experience for the Playcast for episode. Maybe it'll be episode 80. I can't say that with this Playcast because you don't know if we're going to get to it. Yeah, depends <laughs> on how crazy this week gets. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly. very true. <laughs> so should we wrap her up? Let's yeah. do it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. Barry. You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You can also find me at the Premium Edition Games Discord, as well as in your email, should you ever need. JP? Yep, so jpswitchmania.com for your weekly release post, and then on all social media platforms, but primarily Twitter, jpswitchmania, and then of course on Premium Edition Games social media, I'm there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, along with Frank the Tank, so come hang out with us, share your pics, posts, videos, and let's have a good time. Alright everybody, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Have a good one. Oh, they went fast, baby. Yeah, seriously, man. <laughs>